0: Hello, and thanks so much for joining us here for a special mini episode of the How to Be Awesome at Your Job podcast. Way back in episode 41, Dr. Nick Morgan, check out that episode. He was a guest. I was super stoked to, to land because he was high on my list. He had a great suggestion about being awesome at your job via learning some speaking pitch technique, and here he is.
1: Yes, uh, I urge everybody to listen to Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech because Hmm. he is the master of pitch in voice. And what he does is he does allow his voice to go up because that not only can show fear, but it also shows passion. Uh, And passion is important in leadership. So he says, I have a dream. And his voice goes up and then comes down. And it comes down into the authoritative tone that we need to hear from him to know he's a leader. He doesn't say, I have a dream. Mm -hmm. If If he had given that speech saying, I have a dream, nobody would have remembered it and nobody would have followed him. But because he said, I have a dream, and his voice came down at the end, he signaled both passion with the higher pitch at the beginning of the phrase and then authority and strength with the lower pitch at the end of the phrase. And so you need to start thinking of your voice as almost a musical instrument to convey both passion, both caring and authority and leadership.
0: Oh, this, this makes me feel better about the, the money I'm spending on voice lessons. Thank you. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> that, that is... Everybody should spend <laughs> money on voice lessons.
1: And I say that I'm not a voice teacher per se, <laughs> so I'm not going to make any money from that recommendation, but everybody should.
0: Okay. So Dr. Nick Morgan giving us a suggestion on something to listen to and watch out for. And so I would love to Drop that in right now. Special thanks to Elimra French on her YouTube video, uh, which has the the text of the Martin Luther King Jr. I Have a Dream speech as well as the audio there. And Elimra French has been really cool about sharing that. So I'm dropping the audio from that in here. Have a listen and hope to catch you on Wednesday when we're hearing from Beverly Kay talk about what keeps great talent sticking around. But here is Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr.
2: Five score years ago, a great American in whose symbolic shadow we stand today signed the Emancipation Proclamation. This momentous decree came is not free. One hundred years later, the the life of the Negro is still sadly crippled by the manacles of segregation and the chains of discrimination. One hundred years later, the Negro lives on a lonely island of poverty, in the midst of a vast ocean of material prosperity. One hundred years later, the, the Negro is still languished in the corners of American society and finds himself in exile in his own land. And so we've come here today to dramatize the shameful condition. In a sense, we've come to our nation's capital to cash a check when the architects of our republic wrote the magnificent words of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, they were signing a promissory note to every American was to fall out. This note was a promise that all men, yes, black men as well as white men, would be guaranteed the unalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It is obvious today that America has defaulted on this promissory note insofar as her citizens of color are concerned. Instead of honoring this sacred obligation, America has given the Negro people a bad check, a check which has come back marked insufficient funds. But we refuse to believe that the Bank of Justice is bankrupt.
3: We refuse
2: to believe that there are insufficient funds in the great vaults of opportunity of this nation. So we've come to cash this check a check that will give us upon demand the riches of freedom and the security of justice we have also come to this hallowed spot to remind america of the fierce urgency of now this is no time to engage in the luxury of cooling off or to take the tranquilizing drug of gradualism now is the time And those who hope that the Negro needed to blow off steam and will now be content will have a rude awakening if the nation returns to business as usual. And there will be neither rest nor tranquility in America until the Negro is granted his citizenship rights. The whirlwinds of revolt will continue to shake the foundations of our nation until the bright day of justice emerges, for that is something that I must say to my people who stand on the warm threshold which leads into the palace of justice. In the process of gaining our rightful place, we must not be guilty of wrongful deeds. Let us not seek to satisfy our thirst for freedom by drinking from the cup of bitterness and hatred. We must forever conduct our struggle on the high plane of dignity and discipline. We must not allow our creative protests to degenerate into physical violence. Again and again, we must rise to the majestic heights of meeting physical force with soul force. And the marvelous new militancy which has engulfed the Negro community must not lead us to a distrust of all white people. For many of our white brothers, as evidenced by their presence here today, have come to realize that their destiny is tied up with our destiny. And they have come to realize that their freedom is inextricably bound to our freedom. We cannot walk alone. And as we walk, we must make the pledge that we shall always March ahead. We cannot turn back. There are those who are asking the devotees of civil rights, when will you be satisfied? We can never be satisfied as long as the Negro is the victim of the unspeakable horrors of police brutality. We can never be satisfied. As long as our body is heavy with the fatigue of travel, cannot gain lodging in the motels of the highways and the hotels of the cities. We cannot be satisfied as long as the Negro's basic mobility is from a smaller ghetto to a larger one. We can never be satisfied as long as our children are stripped of their selfhood and robbed of their dignity by signs stating for whites only. We cannot be satisfied as long as a Negro in Mississippi cannot vote, and a Negro in New York believes he has nothing for which to vote. No, no, we are not satisfied, and we will not be satisfied until justice rolls down like waters and righteousness like a mighty stream. I am not unmindful that some of you have come here out of great trials and tribulations. Some of you have come fresh from narrow jail
3: cells.
2: Some of you have come from areas where your quest for freedom left you battered by the storms of persecution and staggered by the winds of police brutality. You have been the veterans of creative suffering. Continue to work with the faith that unearned suffering is redemptive. Go back to Mississippi, go back to Alabama, go back to South Carolina, go back to Georgia, go back to Louisiana, go back to the slums and ghettos of our northern cities, knowing that somehow this situation can and will be changed, let us not wallow in the valley of despair. I say to you today, my friend, so even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream.